There's something I always say when talking about storytelling and especially helping women excavate the layers of their own story. And that is stories are powerful. And if you don't look at your life through the lens of storytelling, then just maybe some of those stories you are holding on to are holding power over you. What I want to do today is share with you how to harness the power of those stories so that you can begin to use them in a powerful way. Give me the next 15 minutes of your time and I promise you'll see storytelling in a new light. I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Lightbeamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Lightbeamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, friends, and hello, light beamers. I'm back for another solo episode, and I'm so ready to dive into this topic today because it's one that I address regularly. Today, we're talking all about how to harness the power of your story and how to use that story for something that is good rather than letting the story have power over you. Now, for as long as I've been interviewing people in my career, I've seen time and time again when things bubble up in the interview that people tend to shy away from or try to hide or refuse to answer. And I can tell it's it's like they are wearing a shackle of some sort. You know, these stories run the gamut, but when you boil them all down, they tend to fall into just a, a few categories. There are stories of shame guilt, regret, loss, failure, disappointments, abandonment, and embarrassment. Does any of that ring a bell for you? I want to pause for a second and ask you, do you have a story in your life's arsenal that drums up any of those same feelings? I'll say them again. Shame, guilt, regret, loss, failure embarrassment, or abandonment. You know, I'm over here raising two hands and both of my feet, you guys. I imagine you are too, let's be honest. The thing of it is, is we all have these experiences in life that are less than satisfactory, and they often leave us feeling very low vibe, right? Yet when we're experiencing them or feeling the feelings of it all, We seem to get amnesia and we forget that this is part of the human experience and that others have traveled or are traveling in the same boat. Yet in that moment, 
we feel all alone. We feel like we're on a deserted island and we are the only ones on the planet suffering. And so we take these stories and we shrink and hide and tuck them away into a dark corner of our cave. And inside of us, they sit and then they fester. It's like having a boil on your skin that just agitates you. Yet when you try to cover it up, you know, you don't really do a good job, but you think that no one else is going to see it. We spend so much energy on making sure no one ever finds out about this story. And in the process, we give all of our power away to it. And as a result, we just fall deeper and deeper, deeper into those same feelings. We fall deeper into the the shame, the guilt, the regret, the loss, the failure, the abandonment, the embarrassment. And I've seen this over and over and over again and over and over and over again, I feel like in my career, because as I've talked to so many people, this these are the stories that honestly end up having the most impact. But I want to let you know that I'm not absolved from any of this either. I've had my own fair share of stories that I've tried to run away from, some of which I've already begun sharing with you on this podcast. And trust me, I've shared those stories just as much for you as I have for me, because it's part of my own healing journey. It isn't until we actually learn to properly share our stories, do we fully release its power over us, right? And that's what I'm saying. Those are the stories that are truly meant to be shared because they are the ones that do have the most impact. Now, I have a story that I think really illustrates this topic perfectly, and it involves my teeth. I mean, of all things, my teeth. When I was about 18 months old, I was climbing around in my mother's home office and I fell off of a wrought iron stool. And in the process, I smashed my face and knocked out two of my front teeth. It was a pretty traumatic experience, especially for my mom, if you can imagine, having your child's face be all bloodied and bruised and then finding two of their baby teeth lying on the floor. Um, So it was a pretty traumatic experience. And we didn't really know at that time. Of course, I didn't know anything. I was 18 months old or so. But she, my parents didn't really know at the time the the real damage that had been done to my mouth and, and ultimately to my teeth. Later, when my adult teeth grew in, they ended up growing in very deformed. The impact from the fall had clearly impacted my dental roots, and it became evident that having normal teeth as those two teeth were not, was not going to be an option. So in elementary school, I had those deformed teeth pulled, and I began wearing a fake teeth, two fake teeth, on a retainer that I could take in and out of my mouth. So it's kind of like retainers that you wear in high school after you have braces a lot of times. It was like that. But instead of like a wire, uh, a retainer wire, it had two teeth on it. It was like a partial. So I could put those, you know, take the teeth in and out because I had not yet had the surgery that I needed to have ultimately to permanently install fake teeth into into my mouth. 
But these teeth on this retainer, on this partial, they looked awful. They were a terrible fit. And I'm pretty sure that everybody in my class could tell that they were fake. But I kept the fact that they that these were fake teeth a very big secret because, again, I'm, it's elementary school and I'm embarrassed, right? I acted as if these teeth were indeed my own because I wanted to cover up the fact that I was having to wear fake teeth and I wanted to cover up the fact that I was going through this trauma of having to have these surgeries and then you know, having to have these different teeth made over and over again. I, I probably went through about three or four sets of these different teeth that I wore during my high school and middle school years. And it wasn't until high school that ultimately my secret got out. At the time, I attended a very prestigious all-girls boarding school in Dallas, and I was wearing these horrible fake teeth still on a retainer. Like I said, I had gone through about two or three, four different versions. And so this was the latest version that I had. And at night, I still had to, to take the teeth out to soak them in a cleaning solution, very much like, you know, the elderly soak their dentures. But once again, imagine this is high school. I mean, could it be more dreadful than high school? One particular night, I was woken up in the dead of the night by a bunch of noise, like my friends and different people in the dorm were running up and down the halls and they were banging on my door because we were having a fire drill. Well, it was either a fire drill or a real fire alarm. At that point, we did not know. Um, and so people were banging on my door telling me to wake up, wake up, wake up. And so in my stupor, I jumped up out of my bed and I went to open the door to find out what was going on. And I didn't stop to think to put my teeth back in. And so I stood there talking and screaming as my friends were running up and down and um, they were trying to explain what was going on when all of a sudden I saw the look on one of my friend's face change. She looked at me a little bit closer with this really puzzled look on her face. And immediately I realized I did not have my retainer in and therefore, I was talking to her with a big gaping hole in the front of my mouth where my two teeth were missing. I immediately slammed my door and went back into my room in the middle of all that chaos because I was mortified. The blood drained from my face. And in that moment, it didn't matter to me whether the building was on fire or not because my secret was out. She had seen me. It was so obvious. And for so long, that embarrassing secret had, had held power over me. It followed me all the way from elementary school to high school. And finally, my gig was up. Over the next few days, I thought about this. I was so freaking tired of pretending. And I decided the only way to beat the story at its own game was to own up to it. To start letting my friends know I had this horrific accident as a child and that I have been living my life in a dental chair ever since having surgeries to try to fix my smile. I began to open up to my friends and tell them my story. Shortly after that fire drill incident, I had one more final surgery that did allow me to get permanent implants in my mouth and then eventually a full set of new teeth. And it's actually the teeth that I have today. And in the process, I told everybody about it. 
I gave them a play-by-play as I was preparing for surgery, wearing temporary crowns until my permanent cosmetic teeth could be installed. The minute I started sharing this story with my friends, I completely diffused the situation. I was no longer embarrassed. And I no longer let the loss of those teeth define me or my smile. I began to own the story, and by telling it, I allowed myself to truly grasp this concept for the first time in my life, the concept of the power of owning your story. The more I shared openly about my fake teeth, the more confident I became. I was less self-conscious about my smile. In fact, I just smiled, period. Looking back, I can see how at a very young age, and this was probably, you know, 14, 15 years old, I can see where I learned such a valuable lesson that the stories can only hold power over us if we let them. We get to decide. No one else, us, me, you, right? Your story, you get to decide. My story, I get to decide. It is absolutely 100% our choice. Now, let me pause here and say, I think this is really important, that that I totally understand telling a story about fake teeth is not quite the same as telling us a story about deep, dark things like abuse and trauma and tragedy. And by no means am I suggesting that it's the same. However, I have spent a good amount of my time in my career talking to people about their story and understanding how these stories do hold power over us and the mechanics of storytelling all work the same. A story either holds power over you or you can harness its power and use it in a positive way. And I have seen this time and time again from people who do have those stories of abuse, trauma, and tragedy. They learn to harness the power of that story. And by sharing that story, they release its power. And then they are using that story to be to really shine a light out into the world and do something good with it. Now, I stopped letting the loss of my own two front teeth control me and its suffocating grip of embarrassment and shame during my teenage years. And the minute that I harnessed the power of my story and started sharing it openly with others, I no longer felt embarrassed. I felt confident. I felt normal. I neutralized the entire story and I got back in the driver's seat. And this is the sort of stuff that is absolutely waiting for you too. Doing story work is is not always pretty or easy. (laughs) I know it is not exactly a straight line to the finish line, but it is always always worth it. I encourage you today to take stock of the stories that are still holding power over you and ask yourself if you are ready to release its nasty control. Are you ready to harness the real power your story holds by sharing it with others? Even if you don't know how to do it, because I mean, I can teach you how or someone else can teach you how, but you first have to make the decision to do it. Now, as many of you know, I run a pretty kick-ass community called the Lightbeamers Community. And for the last five years, 
I've watched women come into that community and master this concept. They've released old stories, they've written new ones, and they've learned to harness the power of storytelling that has allowed them to go out and serve other people. And if you ask any one of them, they will tell you that they also have more confidence. They feel freer. They've lightened their load and that they are humbled by the way that their story now has an impact on someone else. And this is available for you too. I don't care who you are, where you live, how old you are, you know, what your degree is, what work you do, whatever experiences you have had in life, you hold stories inside of you that are extremely powerful if you will learn to to learn how to harness its power and use it in a good way. And so I hope my words today will nudge you. As always, my door is open If you would like to chat about a particular story that is ready to be released, I'd love nothing more than to, you know, come alongside you as you learn to harness its beauty and tap more into your own confidence and then just sharing it in a really powerful, graceful way, because all of that is waiting for you on the other side. My motto at Lightbeamers is that when you share your story, you shine a light and you will shine a light most definitely for other people, but at the end of the day, you will end up shining a light for yourself. So I want to say to you today, go and find that story, release it and learn to harness its power so that you can shine that light and then share it with someone else so that it can shine a light for them. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.